Gold, the official podcast from Purity for Life. Each week, we'll explore a variety of topics related to discipleship, marriage, parenting, and so much more. Our goal is to help you become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Now, here's Frank. Well, again, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you guys this morning. Um, just really thankful that we can be together, amen, that we can be in the same room together. Um, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to talk about in just a second, but I thought we'd get the important stuff out of the way first, if we can, all right? And um, just have a, um, uh, how many people here love pirates? I have a couple pirate jokes for you guys this morning, okay? This is our setup here, all right? So you got to at least pretend, these are corny dad jokes, all right? So you've got to pretend to laugh a little bit, all right? I know, and, and Lee, you can't play this game because I know you're probably going to know all these. So Lee's, my, my father-in-law is not allowed to play. So um, how do you, and my kids are going to love these, by the way. So guys, listen up. Nate and Addie, listen to these. You can tell these to your friends one day. How do you save a dying pirate? How do you save a dying pirate? Anybody know? Let's all say it together. Ready? C P. Arr. Come on, people. You like that? That's a pretty good one. Okay. What do you call a pirate who likes to skip school? Captain Hooky. Captain Hooky. All right. Um, what does a pirate name his dog? What does a pirate name his dog? Do you guys know? Our dog. You ready? The plank. That's why he's always walking the plank. Come on, come on, people. All right. Um, all right, just a couple more. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get this right because I feel like my father in law always tells me these jokes and um, he says them just like this and like he just knows how to tell jokes. And like whenever I tell certain jokes, it's like I don't have the phrasing right, but I'm going to try. Why can't the pirates fire their weapons on Saturdays? Why? They cannon on Sundays. They only cannon Sundays. Canon, canon, canon. I don't know how you tell that one. They only canon Sundays. What do you call, this is our math whizzes in here, so if you're good at math, you should know this instantly. What do you call 3.14 men out at sea? Remember, these are pirate jokes, okay? Pirates, right? Pirates, pi equals 3.14. All right, one more, one more. I thought this was pretty, pretty good. Um, what happens... When Bluebeard fell overboard in the Red Sea. What happened when Bluebeard fell overboard in the Red Sea? He got marooned. He got marooned. All right. All right, I know you guys want one more. This is the last one. Okay. How does a pirate know that they're a pirate? How does a pirate know that they're a pirate? They have a suit on. Close. Close. Because they have a dress. They think, therefore they are. They think, therefore they are. All right. Okay. I thought they were fun and, and, and slightly corny, but they were, they were pretty good. Yeah, there's all kinds. Like you can, there's some great ones out there. So, um, yeah, so, so, so pirates, what do we, sometimes when we think about pirates, right, what do we associate with pirates? What are pirates always on the lookout for? Nate, do you know? Treasure. Treasure, right? Pirates oftentimes, or a lot of times we see pirate adventures or, or pirate movies or pirate stories. 
They're always on the lookout for buried treasure. They're always on the lookout for, for hidden treasure. And, and this morning, actually, that's actually what I want to talk to you guys a little bit about is, is hidden treasure. I want to talk to you about hidden treasure, this idea of discovering something that is very, very valuable, something that remains hidden to someone and maybe even remains undiscovered. And I don't know what image comes to your mind. We just told, I just told you guys a bunch of pirate jokes. So I don't know what image comes to your mind when you think about like buried treasure or hidden treasure. Maybe you think about the pirate stories and adventures you grew up with or read about when you were a child. Or maybe you think about, you know, Indiana Jones movies, right? The old Indiana Jones movies where he's like looking for treasure. I don't know. Has anybody ever gone metal detecting before? Right on the beach with a metal detector? Um, incredibly, incredibly fun. Um, I don't know how often you find buried treasure when you go metal detecting, but I know it's a lot of fun. Um, my brother has gone before and I've asked him, I said, do you ever find anything really, really great when you went metal detecting? And his only answer was just trash. <laughs> that was it. So there's not a whole lot out there, but it's this idea that, you know, that there's something out there, you know, hidden treasure that we haven't discovered. And and it's a really it's a really fascinating image to kind of think about discovering something that you've never found before, something really, really valuable. And, you know, and this actually isn't in my notes, but do you guys know? And I was thinking about this when when uh, when my when Lee was sharing this morning from the word that how many people know that the word of God has a lot of treasure inside of it? And and this isn't even hidden to us. This is revealed to us. This is his word revealed to us. And so we're going to kind of look in, into this a little bit. Um, recently, I came across a story in the Bible that I don't know that I've even, at least it's been a long time since I've read it. It's been a really long time since I've read this story. I know that everyone here is very familiar with, but it's this story in Isaiah chapter 45. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn there with me to Isaiah chapter 45? This is the story of the Persian king Cyrus, um, who God used, right, to free the nation of Israel from, from Babylon. And it, as I was reading this story, I, 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 again, I really felt like I was like, wow, have I even read this before? I feel kind of embarrassed because this is an amazing story. And so we're just going to kind of recap that story a little bit. And I'm going to read through it for, for everybody's, you know, just knowledge and review and stuff. But this is a powerful, powerful story. Isaiah chapter 45. Um, if you have your Bibles, why don't you read it with me? Um, and I'm going to read it out as well. So let's start with verse one here. In my Bible, it says, the title is Cyrus, the Lord's chosen one. Verse one says, this is what the Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed one, whose right hand he will empower. Before him, mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear. Their fortress gates will be opened, never to shut again. This is what the Lord says. I will go before you, Cyrus, and level the mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through bars, bars of iron. And I will give you treasures. Highlight this verse in your Bible if you have it, underline it. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. And why have I called you for this work? Why did I call you by name when you did not know me? It is for the sake of Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. I am the Lord. There is no other God. I have equipped you for battle, though you don't even know me. 
So all the world from east to west will know that there is no other God. I am the Lord and there is no other. I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. Open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, the Lord, created them. What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay, does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it saying, stop, you're doing it the wrong way? <laughs> does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? How terrible would it be if a newborn baby said to its father, why was I born? Or if it said to its mother, why did you make me this way? This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and your creator. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands, I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose and I will guide his actions. He will restore my city and free my captive people without seeking a reward. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. It's an amazing story. I mean, I just think this is an amazing story to read through um, and to look at. There's just so much to learn in this chapter, isn't there, about the sovereignty of God? Just about how God moves and how he acts and how, how he can use anyone. He can use anyone, literally anyone or any circumstance to accomplish his purposes, Right? And, and so what I want to do real quick, in your Bibles there, let's, let's swing back to verse 3. Go all the way back to the very beginning to verse 3 there. I want to highlight, we're going to kind of camp out just on this one verse really this morning. Because I really feel like the Lord's just been using this in my life, this, this verse and speaking to me and I've been just hanging on it. Let's just read it again. God says this, the Lord says this in, in verse 3. He says, and I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches, I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. And so what's happening here in this verse, right? Let's just look at this verse. Let's not get overwhelmed by the chapter. We just read the chapter. We know what's happening here. But in this verse, the Lord begins telling who? Cyrus, the incredible things that he wants to do and, and, and how he wants to use Cyrus to set Israel free. And, and Cyrus was the man to lead it wasn't one of God's chosen people. It wasn't a leader that God raised up. It was a foreign leader of a foreign nation that was actually going to lead Israel to freedom. It just blows my mind, right, that God would do this. But that's what he did. And I, and I want you and I, I want us just together right here just to think about that for a second. That Why would God do that? Why would God use a leader of a foreign nation? to free thousands and thousands of people, his own people. And not only that, look in verse three, he would allow Cyrus to discover massive amounts of wealth. I mean, God even says it, right? Hidden treasures, treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. So he's not only using Cyrus to do what? He's using Cyrus to bring freedom to thousands of people, but he's also lavishing Cyrus with wealth, and with riches. I just stop and I just think about that verse. Why does God do that? Why does God do that with someone who doesn't even know him? 
someone who doesn't even know him. And I think there's a couple reasons this morning, and we're just going to look at these two reasons. If you're taking notes this morning, here's two reasons why I think that, that I just think God maybe does this. And this isn't the, you know, the definition. This is just why I feel like the Lord's been speaking to me. So the Lord does this for two things. Number one, to accomplish his purpose. To accomplish his purpose. And number two, to reveal his nature. He uses Cyrus to accomplish his purpose and to reveal his nature. And we're going to look at each one of those real quickly, okay? So number one, to accomplish his purpose. What was God's purpose in this whole setup, right? Why did God use a foreign leader, someone who didn't even know the Lord, essentially? He did it to what? To bring freedom. To bring freedom. To bring liberty to the captives, to people who were bound, And as I began thinking about this, I I thought about this question. I felt like I was presented with this question in my own life. But aren't you thankful this morning that God went to the very, very extreme for you and for me through the death of his son, Jesus? Aren't you thankful that he was willing to do whatever it took to, to buy your freedom? I know I am. You know, I just think about my life and I just think about, um, which is still very relatively young. I'm getting ready next year to turn 40. So, and I know I'm young. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. I'm still young. Okay. I'm going to hold on to it. Okay. But I just, even in 40 years, I just think about, I just think about all the ways the Lord showed himself faithful to me and brought freedom into my life and has brought freedom into my life between, between addictions in my life, between a lot of sin, between a lot of struggle and selfishness and pride. And, and that process, believe me, just ask my wife. It's ongoing. Just ask the boss. She'll tell you. She'll give you the whole download. Okay, it's ongoing, right? But I'm thankful that he gave me a way. He gave us a way, the way, the truth, the life, right? He gave us the answer. He went to the extreme for you and me. Just like he did here in this story. He was willing to use what, uh, you know, whatever person he needed, right? And he did. <laughs> he did. He used Cyrus to bring about freedom to, to the captives, free, freedom to people who were abound, right? And so God, what we need to see here in this passage is this, is that God is willing to do whatever it takes. He will accomplish his purpose in our lives. He will accomplish his purpose in our lives. If you're even today, I don't know how many people, you know, you ask questions about your purpose in life or God, what are you doing in my life? What are you doing in my family right now? What are you doing in my career? What's going on? Can I just encourage everyone here that God will accomplish his purpose? He will. He will make sure he he will see you through and he will take care of you. Right. He will show himself faithful to you. And the second reason is what? To accomplish his purpose, but also to, and I think this is even most powerful here, to reveal his nature. God reveals his nature to Cyrus. Did, did he have to lavish him? Did he have to, to, to you know, promise him wealth and, and secret riches and hidden treasure and all this? Did he have to even do that? No, he didn't. But I, why do you think he did that? I think he did that because, um, because he's good. Because God is good. And not only does he accomplish his purposes in our lives, but he reveals who he is in our lives. And I'm so thankful that even before I knew him, he knew me. I, I gave my life to Jesus um, at the age of 16. 
when I was 16 years old, and I gave my life to him in, in, a, in a youth group, in a youth ministry. But even when I look back beyond past 16, from, you know, from zero, if you will, zero to 16, I mean, I can see all the ways in which God knew me. He knew me because he created me, right? And um, I was actually, for those of you who don't know, I think my, some of my family know this, but I was actually born with a condition um, that, uh, that babies can be born with. Some babies are born with called meningitis. And mine was a pretty severe kind of meningitis where the doctors actually gave me only about a 30% chance to live. And this happened when I was about a month old. And I mean, my parents were just scared and just, they were just, they were, and they weren't believers at the time either, you know? And so they just had no idea what to do. And they, you know, got me to the hospital and, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I believe it was the Lord, but I recovered. And I I just think about that in my life, a, a, a one month old baby, right? A month old baby, you know, with this, with this condition, right? With this sickness. And I even taught, yesterday I actually even talked to my, uh, my doctor, who was my pediatrician, who delivered me, who treated me, and he even told me, he said, it was, it was very serious, and you could have been treated at the ICU at Hopkins, but for whatever reason, he wasn't even, uh, it's, so, it's so amazing, he wasn't even a believer at the time, he is now, but he even thought, he said, there was just something in me that just felt like, you know what, we can handle this, we can handle this, and so, you know, I was born at PRMC, and that's where I was treated, and I got better. I got better and I recovered. And I look at that and I just see the faithfulness of God on my life. And I see the goodness of the Lord on my life. And I see his nature. I see his kindness. I see his, his purpose on my life. That even at, what, a month old, there was a plan there that he had set in, in motion. And even if I had passed, I believe I would have been with him, but he kept me and he, and he healed me. And, and I'm just so thankful for that this morning that, that we serve a good father who loves to give. We serve a good father this morning, church, that loves to love. He loves to give because he loves to love. He gives because he loves. That's why he gives this morning. And I was just thinking as I was just kind of writing, as I was just kind of writing and preparing for this message, I just thought about this that even before I knew God, he had a plan and a purpose for my life. Even before I knew God, he kept me, he blessed me, he protected me. And even before I knew God, his love for me was fixed. And if I can share anything this morning to encourage you, I just want you to know that the love that the Lord has for your life, that God has for you is fixed. Do you know that it was fixed from the very beginning of time of creation that he had a not just a plan for your life but he longed to show you who he is that's his nature so i don't want you just to get i don't want us to, to read this story and just get hung up on the fact that god used a man to accomplish his purpose and to bring freedom that's amazing in itself isn't it what if that were the only thing he did right but he didn't just do that He also revealed who he was to Cyrus because I believe, I'm kind of getting ahead here, but I believe that God really longed for Cyrus to know him and to know what? It even says in scripture that he was the one true God. I think he longed for that. And so it's a beautiful thing to look in scripture and see that. And um, 
So he uses Cyrus to fulfill his purpose, but he also loved him so much that I believe he longed for Cyrus to know him. And, and some of you guys, um, some of you in the room may be aware of, aware of, of the loss that our family has, has dealt with in the last couple months that, that we have uh, you know, suffered the, the unexpected, unex, very unexpected loss of my mom. And, um, uh, you know, who went to be with the Lord just a couple months ago almost. And, and I just want to tell you how much that from Tracy and I, how much we've appreciated the prayers of this church and from, from our family. And I'm just so thankful for, for you. But I've been holding on. I've been really holding on to this verse um, in the days and the weeks after mom passed. This chapter came across my radar and I was reading through here. I just got hung up on verse three here, right? Verse three, treasures hidden in darkness, secret riches. And I feel like the Lord has just been reminding me of the hidden treasures in my life, right? The hidden treasures in my life. And I thought if it's okay, I just wanted to share a few of those with you guys before we, uh, before we kind of wrap up. But one of the, um, the hidden treasures, and maybe I shouldn't say it was hidden, but that I was reminded of, was family, right? The hidden treasure of family. Uh, especially our immediate family on, on Tracy's side of, of her family and my side, but also our church family. Can I just encourage you guys to just hold your families close? Um, I, I, I can just, we have been so loved and so many arms have been wrapped around us between our immediate family, but also our church family. Um, sometimes I think we just get up in the morning on Sunday mornings and they're like, okay, let's do this again, right? It's another Sunday. Let's head to, but, but can I just think, we all, let's, let's all remember this together that we have such a treasure within this family. Within your church family is such a treasure. We are designed for each other and to be with each other. And so um, I, I just want to, I just feel like one of the, the, hidden, the hidden treasures, if you will, right? The hidden treasures that God has been reminding us of has been our families, both our blood relatives and in the spirit, right? Our brothers and sisters in the Lord and in our church family. I'm thankful for memories. I'm thankful for memories of my mom, of who she was, who the Lord created her to be. And I think sometimes when it's hard, when you walk through a loss, to not get so fixed on the circumstance, on what happened, the death, right? And the passing, and, and, and that's normal. It's normal. It's okay. But I think sometimes we just forget to remember that person for who they really were and who God created them to be. And I'm just thankful for who my mom was because it's really been a treasure. That's really been a treasure to think about through this season and, and to see pictures and to even read things that she wrote, you know? And she loved to write. She was a writer, and I loved reading things she wrote. But can I tell you another hidden treasure, and I don't even know that I realized, I mean, I've, I've been reading the Bible since I was 16, since I got saved. But can I just tell you that the Lord has just revealed himself to me in his word more than he ever has before, and this has been such a treasure for me. And if you, have your, if you have your Bibles, would you also just turn with me right now to Psalms 119? I want to read um, so, Psalms 119. I'm not going to read the whole Psalm. It's a long one, but you guys can read it when you, <laughs> when you get home this week. It's a great Psalm. 
But Psalms 119, uh, verse 11, let's go to verse 11, says this. I'm going to read this from a, uh, maybe a different version than you're used to. It's called the Passion Translation. It says, verse 11 says, I consider your prophecies, which actually means your word, okay? I consider your prophecies to be my greatest treasure. And I memorize them and write them on my heart to keep me from committing sins, treason against you. Would you look at that with me? Look at that very beginning there. I consider your word to be my greatest treasure. I even heard it said this. There's a a pastor that I love and I follow. He said, I live because God talks. I live because he speaks, right? And we think about from the beginning of, of creation, right? God, what? He spoke, right, the worlds into creation, and it was the creation that he, he spoke. It was the power of his word, right, that went forth. And I just love that this right here is life. This has been life to me. And it, and it always has been, but there's just been something in the last two months where the Lord has revealed himself and his word to me that I've never, I haven't seen him before. It's been a hidden treasure for me. It's been buried treasure. And so... I consider your prophecies to be my greatest treasure. I memorize them and write them on my heart. Why? To keep them, to, to keep me from committing sins, treason against you. I live because he talks. I live because he talks. And I long every day. And my wife and I, we've been, we've just been reading together. And we've been like, just, I, I just feel like the, the depth of our relationship uh, in scripture and just reading together has gone to a new level, which is, I'm just so thankful for, but Um, I don't know if you're feeling that too, but I'm just feeling the depth and the love of his word in our lives and his voice. I wake up every day longing to hear the voice of the Lord and wanting to hear him. God, what is it that you're saying today? What is it that you're doing today? But even more so, who do you want to be to me today? It's not just your purpose, God, that I'm seeking after. It's your nature. Not just what are you doing? What are you saying? Who do you want to be for me today? And so every day I feel like we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna pray here in a second, but every day I feel like the Lord is just trying uh, to accomplish his purposes in us. But I believe in the midst of it, more importantly, he's revealing his nature to us. Um, and that's a really important question. Maybe you write that question down. God, what are you trying to do in me? Remember, that's his purpose. God, what are you trying to do in me in this season? What do you want to do inside of my life? But go even deeper. Who are you trying to be to me this season? Remember, the who is the, is the nature. The what is the purpose. What are you trying to do in me? But more importantly, who do you long to be for me? Because I think that's really even the most, that's where the gold is found. That's where the treasure is really found, God. Who do you want to be for me? What nature, what aspect are you, do you want me to, do you want me to see your kindness Do you want me to see the grace and mercy? Do you want me to see your character? Do you want me to see, and this is a word for me this year, joy? Right? Do you want me to walk? What aspect of your nature are you trying to reveal to me? One last verse. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8 and then verse 28. Very familiar passage. Very familiar verse. But again, I love it in the passion. (laughs) It's really great. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. If you don't have it highlighted, this is definitely one to highlight. 
says this in my Bible. It says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives. Would you say that with me? Every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Don't you just get this image image of like a tapestry, right? That our lives are woven together. Every detail, every moment, right? The joyful moments, the painful moments, the moments when you are most angry, that you are most frustrated. I mean, think about every moment. Imagine if you could think about every moment of your life and God takes every single moment. God takes every single season, every single situation, and he holds it together. He weaves it together for his good, right? To fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives because we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. And so I would just love the chance this morning to pray for you. Um, again, I'm just, I'm just so thankful and honored that we can be here this morning. And I just want to encourage you to find the hidden treasure in your life. And maybe you know that's Jesus this morning. Maybe you know it's the Lord. But even more so this morning, I want you to lean into the purposes that he has for your life. God, what are you doing in my life? What are you trying to accomplish through me? What do you want to, maybe, maybe, what do you want to change? What do you want to transform in my life? How do you want to make me more like you? But don't just remember the what. Remember the who. Remember his nature this morning. Because what? His nature never changes, does it? He remains the same. He's the same. He was the same through 2020, through COVID, <laughs> through elections, through politics, through our culture, through everything that we've walked through in our careers, in our families, in the drama that we experience maybe in our lives. Guess what? He never changes. He never changes. And so I just want to pray that over you. I've been praying that over our lives and over my life. And um, I thank you because this has been something I've sort of been kind of sitting on for a couple months and um, I have really wanted to share this because I know the Lord's really spoken to me on, on uh, all of the secret riches, all of the hidden treasure in my life. So would you pray with me? Father, we are grateful and thankful this morning for your goodness and for your mercy. Lord, we thank you, God, that you have so much hidden treasure in our lives that you build us to become sanctuaries where you can host your presence. And Father, I thank you that um, through, through any season, God, through pain, through darkness, through despair, you are forever good. You are forever holy. You are forever pure and lovely. And so Father, I just, I just thank you for your great grace and mercy. And uh, Lord, I just pray that that you would be glorified in this place. And I thank you for your presence with us. And I pray, Lord, that as we head out of this place, as we share fellowship with each other, that you would help us to remember that our worship to you, it's more than a song. It's more than the songs that we sing. It's more than uh, the music we hear, God. 
And so, so help us this morning, reveal to us what you're, what you're wanting to do. Reveal to us your purposes for our lives, but most of all, reveal to us, God, your, your pleasure and your nature for us, Jesus. Thanks for listening to Pure Gold, the official podcast from Purity for Life. Don't forget to visit our website for additional content, including our entire podcast archive, articles, links, and videos to help encourage you on your journey. All of this and much more can be found at pflhome.com. You can also follow us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would love to hear from you. 